Should we kick her out? She's been really good. She has been. She hasn't been walking around. There's just one podcast I listen to, My Favorite Murder, where uh, the woman's outro is always um, feeding her cat a treat. Hmm. And the cat meows. Her cat's name is Elvis. You know, Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. <laughs> is that, are you quoting something? <laughs> okay, sorry. I don't know what that's from. Public Enemy. Welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. We're talking about the animated movie. Yes. And while we're talking, this is double digits, gentlemen. We made it. <laughs> that doesn't mean that we're not going to fail somewhere along this. Uh, uh, probably next episode. I mean, I always journey. assume that this, this, the episode we're doing will be the last one. Some falling out between you two over marketing. You're the weak link here. Yeah, always. Well, in everything uh, I do. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is um, episode 10, as I alluded. And uh, basically, this minute is going to start off with uh, catching a whopper. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, as we teased in the lab. <laughs> and it's going to end uh, on a journey to Lookout Mountain. So that's. What, and what is Lookout Mountain? You know, that's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, is it the Autobot base? No, I think. Uh, Did we say our names? I'm Aaron. I'm Ryan. Hi, and I'm Caleb. All right. What is Lookout Mountain? Yeah. What is uh, Lookout Mountain? <laughs> so, uh, well, lots of places have Lookout Mountain. Yeah, it's, it's just a Lookout Mountain. There's, there's clearly a building up there. No, there's not. No, it's just a deck. With a, with a, it even has but not like with a, te- oh, with a well, telescope. Oh, there's, there's a structure up there. Yeah, it's like a, from which you can observe oops. Autobot City. Yeah, or the surrounding countryside. I don't. Anything. It's not Anything clear. You want. As to, okay. It's lookout. It's got a view. A this is also more in the next episode. I'm sorry. That, okay, that this is right. kind of a next episode that's, that's thing. Okay. All right, all but right. because they're not apparently, you're not supposed to go to lookout mountains. But if you didn't know, Caleb is our everyman. Just to <laughs> Joe, yeah, Joe Sixpack, man on the street. <laughs> He's got a lot of I titles. Always, I make promises to do research. No, I like it. And Don't. I break them. <laughs> Never. I break them. I kind of like what we've got going on there. Yeah. Um, so in the last episode, we had kind of the introduction, a brief introduction to Hot Rod and Daniel. Daniel, it feels like, I don't know if Hot Rod's his babysitter or his uh, therapist. Friend. It's like his friend. He's or, like, okay, they can be friends. He's he is He's, he's like, totally fucking that boy, right? He's a... Never, but we all agree he's 100% fucking no, Daniel. No, I don't agree with that at all. What? Just, just me? I'm the only one who got that? I'm, all right. It's like uh, Bumblebee to Spike and, and, as Hot Rod is to Daniel. You know, that's a pretty it's, good analogy. There's a consistent dynamic in the Transformers universe where uh, you have uh, a human character, usually a young boy, which would probably be their primary consumer of their product. I understand what you're saying. I get, the, I get, the, I, I, I captured the connection home? between it. But it's, uh, I don't know if two is a data set. Like it happens twice, but basically it happens the, three times. What's the third one? Uh, the one in the Michael Bay movies, Shia LaBeouf. I'm and not Bumblebee. talking about that. <laughs> I know, but it's still part of that universe. It's basically just a copy of the first gen. I mean, yeah. 
anyway, but it was important for it was important enough for them to keep it in. Yeah, there are too many humans in those movies. <laughs> it is true. There is an unfortunate number of humans. Oh. Uh, they're, anyway, they're friends. They're pals. They're pals, not lovers. So <laughs> not in the not lovers in the nighttime. They're gonna reel in the Whopper here. First first part of the deal. They reel in the Whopper. Um, and this is a beautiful movie. We've talked about the animation. We've talked about uh, how it's obviously, you know, they had a budget. They could, it could be better than the animation or than the television version of the animation. But when Daniel pulls out this communicator, and uh, that's at uh, we clo- nine twelve. This would, nine, yeah, 12 at, at, the, at nine twelve. Those fucking hands look gnarly as fuck. I don't know. I never noticed that, but it's no. pretty bad. What's going on here? Uh, but the, so, uh, yeah, those are some <laughs> nasty ass arthritic hands well, going they on. Look like either they've been smashed by no, a hammer, like yeah, in casino. Right. There's things not going right. There's things not making. Any or it's sense an 80 year old woman with severe arthritis. Wow. <laughs> I didn't really notice it. No. Not, now I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> it those looks fingers D4. aren't making any sense. Yeah, it looks. D4. The communicator though is. Really yeah, nice. They got that. I like how he pulls out the community. He has to pull out his tiny little antenna for it yeah, to it's be gotta working. Yeah, it's got to get that much more <laughs> distance. To... I mean, this is the year 2005 this in is this smartphone. world. Yeah, exactly. Basically. This was a, this is some smart predicting here, I guess. And yeah. uh, But uh, also, but that tracking device, I'm assuming it has one purpose, it, unlike a smartphone. Right. It's less it does versatile. appear to be a unitasker. But, uh, and we appear to see North America here, and as we kind of, like, flow through the scene, it's tracking a ship, but, like, like, those animated visuals and bleep bloops don't really tell you anything. How does he know... Do they ever the ship's coming in. I assume, here's what I think. I, what do you, I, I assume that he has programmed like a Google alert for whenever the the ship comes in, and that's it's only tracking that ship. Maybe so. I think it would like, be great if he looked at it and it was just another picture of Shockwave standing in a window, <laughs> <laughs> and he just like poor Shockwave. And that's all the device is for. That's it. Just, just to monitor quietly shockwave. puts it back in his pocket. Yeah. We, as part of the content for our website, should do like a sad shockwave yeah. meme thing. Nobody, nobody take that. Uh, We're going to do that. Well, we'll do it before anybody drops. hears this. It's going it. to be like 10 weeks before anybody hears this. We're trying to manufacture <laughs> it'll be a, it'll a, be a, a slow meme. pan out of that image with uh, <laughs> all by myself. Caleb is our social media manager. As our vice president of social media. Hey, hasn't made the cut to president. And, and meme-ertainment. Oh. Meme, meme-ertainment? Interesting. Sorry. That's your thing. Do you notice Daniel has a, the letter D on his outfit there, so you know it's him? That's right. That's, that's like a, that's an ode to Laverne and Shirley, no doubt. Yeah. I just assumed it was for people who, uh, like, can't... I guess there's he's no kid. reason because he's the hey. only human until Spike shows back up again. I, but. I got kids. I know that if, if, my, if, if uh, one of my kids had his, like, his or her... To keep it ambiguous, don't want to break kayfabe. If he had like his uh, initial in his outfit, he probably would think it's pretty cool. Do you? Th- okay, so I mean, we talked in the last episode and we talked in a prior episode about Spike is an older person, this is his son. Do you think they put that initial there just to remind the viewer that that's not Spike? From <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That's what I was getting at. Is like that's, it, that's what I think they're doing, except it doesn't really matter because we don't see Spike again, except for. Like, there's one more scene, we see Spike, and then we don't see the two of them together for till like, the end of the movie. 
Right, right. So, okay, all right. I guess maybe... None of my research uncovered the purpose of the initial in the outfit, but... Uh, Someone decided it was like, uh, D for Daniel. Yeah, I think mm. it is to, 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 to remind us it's not Spike. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like him. He's younger. Spike was like a teen... This is this is really speaking different. of the, the handle on no. the rod the rod the reel it reversed. Oh, yeah. reversed. It reversed. <laughs> Animation error wah, alert. Wah, wah, wah. At, also, he's winding at nine fourteen. So much obsession with this fishing pole, but also he, when he reels the fish in, he's winding it the wrong way. If it's indeed a left-handed fishing pole. Yeah. So they've caught a fish. They've caught a fish, and the shuttle is coming. We want to watch it land. Um, one of the things about this that actually kind of cracks me up. So. Uh, Daniel wants to go watch the shuttle ran, and Hot Rod is a total fucking dick about it. He's like... Talk about dull, Dano. Exactly. So, but a shuttle landing by our standards is, would probably be pretty exciting, right? So I get that this is a line to indicate that Hot Rod's kind of an impulsive, adolescent, shoot-from-the-hip, action-seeking kind of yeah. guy, but they were just fishing! <laughs> yeah, That's an excellent point. Fewer activities are more boring than holding a pole... It's not even like they're casting and reeling in. It's just stationary bobber fishing. And he got very excited when that he got oh, that fish. Hey. Maybe it's he just his hobby up. and he fucking hates ships. <laughs> Maybe so, I guess. Maybe he was in an accident. It's the everyday thing versus, like, fishing is more of an excitement to him. Okay, whatever. Uh, by the way, just so you, in case you hear some high-pitched noises from the other room, there are adolescents playing the uh, Nintendo Switch, so that's what that <clears> is. Uh, or if we can't hear that, we'll just cut yeah. out what you just said. Well, yeah, but you're, <coughs> it was just clack. I heard it. So. It makes a really satisfying sound when you play it. That's all I'm saying. Just switch? Yeah, no switch. I, we'll, we'll, we'll check, it, we'll out check it out later. That's on the docket. <laughs> um, but uh, so Daniel hurries up a hill. And he jumps on a hoverboard. <laughs> right. I, th- was, I He wrote jumps it really acrobatically up It's pretty hill. amazing. Watch Just play it real quick. Watch this. He's like a ninja. Watch him jump. Watch him jump. Watch him jump. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, he yeah, jumps yeah. like twice his own height. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> and then gets on this rocket rocket yep. skateboard. Yep. And off he goes. Right. And then when we kick in with the Stan Bush oh, yeah. song, which Good Dare. I, th- I think I almost like this song better than You Got the Touch. I agree. I do too. Yeah. Um, and we both discussed earlier that uh, we didn't really do we the bush research. We didn't do any bush. We'll, we'll, in, in a perfect world, I would have done bush research for this, but we'll save it for the touch yeah, because that is the banger. That's, right. Yeah. That's the big power ballad. Yep. But I personally do like Dare better. Um, I will say that when I was a kid, we've talked a couple times about our uh, misunderstanding of certain parts of the movie. And I always thought the song was called Death when I was a really? kid. Really? I, I did say, not get Death! That. Gotta believe! You can survive. That makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, yeah. but uh, I mean, I'm glad that's not the lyrics, but... Uh, they, it's a little darker. For years, I thought that was the uh, that were the lyrics to the song, so... Uh, yeah, and this song, like, it's so energizing to me. Like, I re- And I don't really care about music, but listening to this song, uh, and whenever I run, I don't listen to music either, but if I did, this would definitely be on the on the playlist along with Eye of the Tiger. Like, it's just a, a really yeah. upbeat, awesome song. Song good. It's badass. So he's cruising on this thing, man. He's At cruising. a dangerous velocity. Yeah, uh, he's fucking radical. The, uh, so he's, he's skateboarding to dare. Uh... 
did you, did you what, if you guys were to guess here, I've, I've got the answer right here. I'm okay. Hold it up okay. so you can't see it. Uh, which movie, Transformers or Back to the Future 2, came up, uh, or which which had the hoverboard first? I think it's this one, just based on the year. Uh, Back to the Future 1 came out in 85. Back to the Future right. 2 came out in 89. How the fuck do you know that? I know, off the top of your I knew head. That. Because okay. the Back to the Future. Um, All right, well, you guys already know the answer. Because the dates are prominently featured in yeah, the like, movie. Yeah, like, don't you remember everybody went crazy when 2015 rolled around? Because that's where he went. Yeah. Come on. Come on. But, but you knew but, the but, movie was came out in 1989, I mean. And it, yeah. So, See, I, mean, I knew that, too, I, is because they filmed two and three at the same time, so and it was a really long we're gap. Also, we're also just, we're kind of. Weird. Shut-ins? <laughs> We're just quirky when it comes to Well, I didn't know that. I had to Google so it today. So to answer your question, I had to Google Transformers it today. Transformers did it first. Transformers did it first. Transformers with the, did uh, it. With the hoverboard. Granted, this looks like a way more dangerous yes. hoverboard. Oh, it's than a suicide machine. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the... And the but but he seems to know what he's doing with it. No, he's oh, he doesn't because he within almost like immediately. 10 seconds, he <laughs> he, and it's true, he was not riding very long. He launches off no some like super no helmet and some Super Mario Brothers style uh, <laughs> fucking bush. He lo- tries to do a little Whoa, trick and then ruin rock time. That's a pretty it's gnarly like. This is he's dead if Hot Rod doesn't yeah. catch it. <laughs> so and they play it off like. <laughs> but and then, then where the board the board go? It's gone. Yeah, yeah, they don't pick it up. They don't retrieve it. I'm sure in two thousand five dollars, that's a thousand dollar piece of yes. uh, of uh, hardware. Meanwhile, there. his dad's slaving away on some I know on, on, on the front lines of the Autobot Decepticon War to pay for his busted hoverboards and his uh, careless fucking kids and kids those days. Like, wow, makes me mad. This part is one of my favorite parts, actually, where Hot Rod catches him and then transforms, and he does like this little Tokyo drift, and uh, I just like the animation. Really looks really cool. I love it. I love it. And and honestly, yeah. I've watched it a couple times in slow motion. I like the way he drops into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I the like, expression on his face is pretty funny. <laughs> I also like. Okay, so Daniel crashes, but then with almost careless abandon. Luckily, Hot Rod, I guess, has skills. He just chucks him in the air, transforms around him. him. Yeah, then, yeah, exactly. Uh, They've practiced this. <laughs> it's They're like, this is going to be at the talent show. I will say that that even though we make fun of the ludicrousness of the him, his carelessness on the hoverboard, the animation is really great. Yeah, this whole sequence I love, especially like in a second. It whenever they there's a lot of things I like about it. The the whenever it switches to the reverse angle where you see Hot Rod from behind and there are blades of grass mm-hmm. flying at the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Even this still we're looking at right now at 943 uh, of the dust just kind of doing that sort of, uh, you know, curling mm-hmm. motion as he kind of starts that Tokyo drift. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's great. I mean, I mean, this is this is your introduction to like why he's called Hot Rod. He looks awesome in and he's a, in he fucking uh, fast. automobile mode. Like he looks great. Live fast, die young, leave a good looking corpse. And so, uh, yeah, it totally makes sense. The uh, so we get our first look at him in his alt mode. He's gorgeous. He turns into a fast car. His name's Hot Rod. They don't retrieve the hoverboard. Um, in the original script, it's a bicycle. <laughs> Are you shitting me? No, I love this. I love. I want to. You I must wanna, have an earlier script I than think I, I did. I think I you do. must. So you I must. so love the. I I so badly want to. How see boring would that the mo- be? The movie that you have where it's the Unicron Mist and he catches three, three fish, fish on a single line. I want to see them him throw the rod in and he drives away on a bicycle. 
I want to see this movie. That would be insane. I do so bad. Oh God. Um, um, the writer's cut. The Ron Friedman cut. The Ron <laughs> Friedman cut. <laughs> like, not to go off on a tangent, but I'm going to. All right. Uh, the, the, the original script for Ghostbusters is just oh, completely ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. they were they originally... <laughs> oh, uh, so I will say that it, it is good to have someone uh, kind of take the reins and help you rewrite something. Yeah, they're first drafts. In Ghostbusters, it, they were called... Was, the, who wrote the first draft? It was Dan the, Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd okay. and Harold Ramis. They were called the Ghost... Uh, um, I don't know what they were called. Uh, I'm gonna find yeah. it. We can but basically, the out. idea was like it was much, much larger. Where they were franchises, where like it was interdimensional stuff, yeah. and like uh, it was the uh, movie would have been three hundred billion dollars to make. Was, uh, was Hold on, too we go off, and it was I, too big. I think. I think the what that we got worked much better as like just more down to earth, and these sure. guys are uh, losers. <laughs> And basically, to do the script, uh, Harold Ramis and um, uh, Dan Aykroyd went like I think it was Martha's Vineyard and shut themselves up in yeah. a in a cottage and just wrote like until they banged out the script. And okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, the the original the original concept for Ghostbusters they were called the the Ghost Smashers, <laughs> <laughs> and um, basically Dan Aykroyd pitched it. Um, it was a lot more bizarre. Uh, they they were inter they traveled interdimensional and and their their weapons, uh, they were not those those guns they were like um, proton packs they were they were like wands it was uh, although they do are they, kind of wand they do call the uh, proton pack wand they do, the the part where the particle beam comes out is called the wand the uniform the outfits were lightweight normal janitor type pants and shirt just like the film yeah. they had suits. helmets they had riot gear. They had a uh, and like two um, wands for each hand. It's <laughs> weird. Like, where'd they get the tech? <laughs> I mean, but also like, um, uh, I keep wanting to say Ray, but um, Dan Aykroyd in real life is a crazy person. Like, he believes in everything, like ghosts, UFOs, all Bigfoot, all that shit. Do you not believe in ghosts and UFOs? I don't not believe in them. But I don't think they're what people think they are. But like, he's really like conspiracy theory, like. Well, I don't know about conspiracy theory, but really heavy into that. I'm more of the the camp of like I think so maybe something's happening. I don't think it's dead people. I, I like to have. I mean, I like to have fun with the the novelty of it. There is a school. And so part of me would think that he's more like he kind of just. Really I don't gets think it's that, on the novelty. He's really into it. I think he's really into it. But there is a school of thought. And was it sparked by his creation of the he's, Ghostbusters franchise? I don't think so. He's, think he's really been like into that. like metaphysical and like parapsychological and just. Really off the wall, like conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah, and, and there is a school of thought that there's like a unified paranormal theory that everything, all these paranormal events, ghosts, uh, UFOs, uh, Bigfoot, uh, the Loch Ness monster, all this shit is all actually one thing. That's an interdimensional experience where we are perceiving it this way. Like one person would see Bigfoot, whereas another person would maybe see a UFO, depending on their perception. We just can't Whoa. see them like what they're supposed to be. Well, that's crazy. It's a kind of interesting. It thing. is. Where do Transformers align with this theory? Do people see Transformers? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, they do see flying people. That's a thing. So one thing I want to talk about. To go back to <laughs> <laughs> this real quick. I, yeah, wow, that we went there far. Is a, there is a GIF, and I'll find it and I'll share it. Have fun editing. Uh, people, people. I don't know. I don't know how the community. I can't claim to speak for the community, but I feel like a lot of people don't like Daniel, 
and because uh, he's kind of a little whiny. It's like you don't Wesley really Crutch. need him. And like as, we're older, Crusher, as we're older, um, you don't yeah. really need him. But uh, but uh, but there is a uh, gif out there of this exact scene, the transformation scene, where uh, Hot Rod tosses him in the air. Somebody's like altered it, and it did a great job altering it. Where Hot Rod tosses him in the air, transforms, but he transforms too soon, <laughs> and Daniel bounces off the windshield <laughs> and flies off into the background. <laughs> that, we'll put a link of that on the on the website or I'll on the Facebook. Out, yeah. I'll, and I'll credit. I saw it on a Facebook page that I go to daily called Dime Chalk Reports. It's got okay. all the latest toy news. Give me five dollars, Dime Chalk Reports. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I, I'm not a big fan of and, Daniel either. Uh, I don't hate him, but I mean, again, he's not necessary except to have Hot Rod talk to somebody. Yeah. I mean, well, look at like, I mean, I don't. That seemed to be a thing for a while, but like, like reminds me of like Wesley Crusher on on the next yeah. generation. Yeah, well, on the next generation, Wesley Crusher was basically Gene Roddenberry living out his fantasy. Wesley Crusher is Gene Roddenberry, which is why so, he in every situation he saves the ship. And so I think Daniel is probably the writer's Ron Friedman. Probably. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I, I don't I, think so because Daniel doesn't do really anything. Daniel really does. Well, he, he does say. Well, 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 that's later. Well, originally he was catching. He saves like, his father. Originally he was probably doing a lot more before the rewrites. You know, he was. Riding, he does some stuff. He, he, his bicycle. He, whenever I mean, he transforms in his exosuit. I wonder if Ron stuff. Friedman had like a, a, you know, had a bicycle as a child. <laughs> Well, as he's coming of age, Hot Rod's kind of coming of age. Yeah. They're both sort of getting exposure yeah. to what I don't know. They're I'm growing together. Reaching. No, no, you're right. I but, think but I agree. They're growing they, together. You still don't really, they don't really establish necessarily why these guys are pals because in, in season three, after, like, after uh, uh, Hot Rod gets the promotion to Rodimus Prime, mm-hmm. they don't really kick it that much anymore. It's all yeah. Wheelie and he's Daniel. Busy. Wheelie That's and Daniel true. hang out. It's, it's, Daniel's like just shunted off to whoever <laughs> nobody right. gives a shit about. <laughs> so, like, so, oh, we, Hot Rod, yeah, he's an asshole. Give him to Daniel. <laughs> Wheelie, that fucking dude, yeah, Daniel duty. Uh, Double D. But as for now, we get another, uh, I think this sequence rivals the sequence we were talking about uh, back in probably episode two on... Uh, Letho and the animation mm-hmm. quality of when he's inside the car, and this is the the Night Rider moment. Well, there's the gotcha, there. gotcha, and, and you see the back half of the car. You see Hot Rod just tearing. And it like, up. here's just another Blades like thing. His engine. I don't the, know. Uh, the, yeah, the throttling, the throttling, the throttling of the yeah. engine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay, Autobot City. Like this is where we at um, uh, nine fifty one. We see Autobot City through the trees, and um, this is like in the this is part of the original script. I kind of wish they'd left in, but I think they cut for time because um, in the original script, uh, it's much more obvious what Autobot City is, which is a huge energy production facility, which is why they're coming from the Cybertron moons to get Energon cubes because. It doesn't make sense for Megatron to attack this city and they'd be destroyed unless it's their major source of energon. I see there's hydro, they've got, they're uh, dealing with hydroelectric power. Yeah, so in this original one, um, Autobot City looks like a federal energy project gone mad. Here the Autobots are trying to exploit every known means of getting energy. The mountain is covered with solar panels, windmills spin in the valley, oil derelicts pumped all, there's oil apparently. All kinds of stuff Uh, going on. uh, Faraway hydroelectric dam, which is in there. In the background of these things we see various panel truck type Autobots cruise up in the auto mode to stack Sacks of this energon convert it to humanoid mode, load up their bands, throw it in the air, transform around it. <laughs> That's not in the script, but uh, to automo and then throw it to energon back to energon, uh, Autobot City. So, so they're cranking out power because they're kind of they're building up. 
they got to get Energon together for their campaign to take back Cybertron. Yes, and that and and, and that does make sense in retrospect because that's the whole reason Optimus Prime sends mm-hmm. Ironhide on his trip. So that sequence, I had that in my notes as well. Oh, sorry, and no, no need to apologize. So uh, that's a shared thing between both of the scripts that we are referring to. So, um, so I'm going to try and pause this because. Okay, there you just see Autobot City in the background there. Uh, this is at, eight, not, at 9.48, if you were to manage. This is the, the leaves of grass uh, frame. Uh, but uh, you see it in the background. But and, and I never thought of that before, what you just said about uh, Autobot City being a power factory, mm-hmm. basically, an Energon production facility. But... To Caleb's point a second ago, he noticed the hydro there. But look at this. There's oh, the there's wind windmills. Yeah. There's the wind farm. Who knows what the fuck's going on over here? Perhaps those Stone are oils. That, like that looks like oil. That looks like a refinery. It's like every form of earth wow. energy right. that you can grab is somehow, right. I didn't is somehow that. available. So yeah, at 951, you can clearly see the, the wind uh, among the, the trees. There's, there was the dam. Then, then you've got the dam. dam. You've got the hydroelectric power at 952. And uh, it doesn't. The, I will say the sequence, the way it's edited, doesn't make it obvious. Right. You focus in on the structure of Autobot City itself. They don't talk about it as a. They never talk about it as a, pro, a power production. Well, maybe we facility. Get just you just kind of energon. assume that somehow or another the Autobots on Earth have got energy. We don't know why. Or that Autobot City is important. Are we going to get a better view of just, it from? Lookout Mountain? <laughs> no. I don't no? think so. I don't think so. Well, that's, that's all about the that's ship. That's not what they're looking that's for. That's the they're next episode. The ship. Oh, yeah. yeah, the next episode's all about the ship. Uh, or the Lookout Mountain's all about the so ship. they're driving rather. a Lookout Mountain. Well, and, and that brings up another funny uh, thing to me. So, uh, so, uh, the, <laughs> so, they're driving, and Daniel says at one point, stop. They get to a mm-hmm. place where Daniel's like, stop. But Hot Rod's basically like, Fuck that, son. <laughs> you ever heard of Lookout Mountain, you little bitch? Why settle, like, yeah. <laughs> like, why settle for a piece to, No, he's trying to impress him. He's like, why, but do, also, th- why do this when we can do this? But doesn't this Daniel not know about Lookout Mountain? Which, in this original, the script I have, uh, they tuck this out. Daniel says... Uh, they do, he says, why settle for vegan? Now you see everything from Lookout Mountain. Daniel says, we're not supposed to go beyond city limits, which is why the roadblock's there. Another mm-hmm, thing I never mm-hmm, thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hot Rod says, hey, what are you anyway? A chromo chicken? Which isn't even... <laughs> a chromo chicken? I mean, it's not worse than beryllium bologna or cesium salami, which is what the Dinobots say later, but it's that's the Dinobots. They have tiny brains. <laughs> I so, That was a good cut. I so badly want to see the, the, uh, the original writing of this come to life. <laughs> Maybe that's our next project. And that's the thing. I never questioned why Cup was setting up a roadblock. Yeah, so, so and I, I, so those hey, what you just talked about was shared on the the, the script that I have as well, and um, it is interesting. Yeah, the, the roadblock. Why was that there? Right. Why were they doing that? I'll tell you this: um, uh, they have like amazing technology for Autobot City. Uh, they can transform. I mean, they ha- are ca- they have they have the capability of interstellar stellar travel, and they just set up a basic old like. Wind, wind and water power station. No, no, he's no, saying no, the roadblock is the made road out of wood. This is like a wooden saw. Also, horse. though, is that stopping anyone from Autobot City getting up there? Like, yeah, it's a. It's, it's, I guess we're just meant to assume they maybe, will follow the rules. Maybe they, How come they can't efficiently harvest the power of the sun? 
Well, it says in the script there's solar panels, but I didn't see any in there. But, like, basic, we got solar panels. These guys are transformers. Well, and I think just the our fossil fuels are, like, <laughs> in real life, they're much more efficient and easier to access than maybe, solar. Yeah, maybe it's about extraction. Okay. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting about this is they build their city, and I guess maybe it makes sense, but in the middle of nowhere, like, they're, like, basically they should building build this in Mississippi or something like that. It like, looks like the like Pacific Northwest to me. Feels like, I will go, which like is Colorado. where they crashed their, mm-hmm. at, at least the comic Oregon, is set, was it? The comic is set in Portland, yeah, Oregon. This is the Northwest. This feels like the Northwest. There's mountains. So there's, there's, there's mountains. Fine. There's right, sparkly, sparkly vampires around. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I think it makes sense being isolated because they don't want to have collateral damage for humans, I think. Right. Uh, so, the, But there's painting over the landscape. Uh, it's, gr- it's, it's kind of, I don't want to say rural, but it is. I mean, mountains, uh, plains, forest. Uh, so as we kind of close out on the scene, it pans on... Some parallax uh, scrolling. Cup. Uh, is that what that's called? Oh, parallax is scrolling technical? is earlier. Whenever you're seeing like the, <clears throat> like uh, the background is moving slower than the foreground. It's a thing they do in video, early video games too. So, gotcha. Uh, uh, the illusion of depth. Go gotcha. Uh, so anyway, and we end up basically the minute ends at ten. You see Cup. Uh, the introduction of Cup. We'll get into him more in the next episode. But uh, and it's unfortunate these characters have no other involvement other mm-hmm. than this. Uh, you see Huffer, Hound, and Blue Streak setting up a barricade. We had to rewind and play uh, this that about times. 20 times last time we were considering this scene to make sure those were the characters. Huffer is obvious. I think we had uh, to. Blue Streak. Blue Streak's pretty obvious. H- Hound, we had to do. There's a. Scene later that yeah, it's, it, it was just confusing because he's also in a scene that seems like he's coming out of the ship with Optimus Prime. Right, but... true. Fair enough. And that's Fair the enough. end. I think that's the end, guys. You got anything, Caleb? Nope. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. I want to. What, what's What's next, man? What's the next minute? Blowing through the uh, stop sign and then Lookout Mountain, and oh, yeah. we're in for some surprises so, on that shuttle. So the the war on Earth is going to start next episode, right? Yep. Seems like uh, it's gonna get going. It's going to be crazy. Well, all right. Well, guys, join us for that, please, and uh, join us on all of our various social media outlets. We've got the autopoddecepticast.com, which is our website. It's the hub to all things uh, related to this uh, podcast. Go to Twitter, at apoddecast. We're on Facebook, at apoddecast. We're on Instagram, at apoddecast. At this point, I don't know what we'll keep end up keeping up with the most. I think we'll try and keep up with it all relatively evenly. We'll be posting episodes, try to, you know, if any discussion starts to flow, we'll, we'll interact with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, any kind of unique content that we come across that's related to the movie or maybe even Transformers tangentially, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll uh, read, post we'll, it we'll out read there. stuff and questions, critiques, you know, gentle ones. Um, but also uh, go to iTunes and subscribe and give us five stars. Ryan's obsessed with gentle comments. Yeah, well, I, I'm kidding. I'm playing a character a little bit, but I'm I'm being. <laughs> it's not a character. It's it is. all right. Well, listen, I don't care what people say, but I, you know, you know don't, don't be Ryan sensitive. I'm I'm a delicate flower. All right, thanks everybody. See ya. Bye, assholes. <laughs> <laughs>